Hello and welcome back to The Olivia Show. I truly feel like such a narcissist every time I say that, that I named my podcast that, but it doesn't really have a theme. (laughs) The only theme is that it's me and that it's a show, hence The Olivia Show. I guess the real only narcissistic tendency here is that I have a podcast at all. I am recording this from my second bedroom. My roommate just left, so I temporarily have a second bedroom. It's sick. I turned it into an art studio. I'm living, laughing, loving on Valentine's Day when I'm recording this. Happy belated Valentine's Day to all my lovers out there. Um, I am single. I'm sad. I'm not going to get into what happened. I just want to give some context of my headspace, okay? This might not be the funniest episode in the world. and I'm not going to talk about it that much. I'm just going to say, if you have a crush on me, please, for the love of God, do not use this as an opportunity to slide in. I'm not emotionally available, okay? Let's talk about Leonardo DiCaprio's relationship instead. Oh my god, everyone is so fascinated, or not fascinated, mad it seems. Like, I'm fascinated. He has a 19-year-old girlfriend, and it is interesting because some people are like, it's legal, like she's an adult, what's the problem? It's not against the law, but it's not great. I think that you should date someone who's around the same age as you are or at least at the same point in life as you are because in a relationship the ages that you are kind of equal out to a median age so whoever's older gets to feel younger and whoever's younger feels older just in my experience and when the gap is as big as leo and his girlfriends the younger party is so far away from being that median age that they really can't equal out they just are being taken advantage of no matter how you slice it and sometimes men get mad if they hear a woman over 25 talking about age gap relationships because they think we're just salty and bitter and that we're not the young ones being selected for this incredible opportunity of fucking a sad 50 year old man but it doesn't take too many brain cells to know that i was also a 19 year old girl once i remember being pursued by older men okay the difference is a 28 year old girl me I've been a 19-year-old girl, but the 19-year-old girl hasn't been 28 yet, so she doesn't know how she'll feel in retrospect, but us older women do, okay? I remember being 19. I, I remember thinking all older women who spoke about this kind of thing were just, like, jealous of me, and that's the narrative men who defend age gap relationships really try to encourage. And to be honest, yeah, of course, there's jealousy and bitterness laced into it for sure, because getting older in this culture means losing value in this society you know what i mean and and i guess that is the point that we're rallying against because there's so many amazing things about getting older like i'm a better girlfriend a better partner a lover than i was 10 years ago i think i look better although i'm sure all the pedophiles in denial would disagree and that's what i call guys that date teenagers i i'm happy i got to be 19 i'm grateful that i made it to 28 like i said i already got to be 19 a 19 year old doesn't necessarily have the promise of even making it to 28. So I've, I've got that, that on them. I've got that on them, okay? <laughs> Putting that aside, the main point I want to make about why this Leo dating woman under 25 thing is kind of sad is because it just like reads as a fear of death, a denial of aging, of nature. Like he's denying the inevitable, you know? Because if you're kissing and fucking a young body, it makes you feel like you're one with that youth. But you're not. What you're really doing is stealing that youth away from them. That's sad. And I know that sounds dramatic or poetic, but 
these young women that you love for their innocence will have that innocence stolen from them. You know, they are decades away from that kind of growth to be prepared to date someone who's 50. They'll grow up to reflect back on it and feel weird about it in the best case. You know, like Leo is going to dump her as soon as she turns 25 unless he, he grows, <laughs> which means she isn't a person to him. She's a fantasy of youth. And as soon as she realizes that, she might lose a part of herself, like her identity. So no, women who criticize Leo aren't just jealous. We are protective. Just because Leo dating younger women isn't technically illegal or wrong, it doesn't mean it's not harmful or at least meaningful or at least worth considering and criticizing. Because men value young women so much, it's easy to cling to that prescribed value and create like an entire identity centered around the fact that you're young. But that's not a great way to identify because who are you then when you're no longer young? If you identify through a variable that will inevitably change, who are you after that? You need to find value in yourself in some other capacity. And no, I'm not victim shaming. I'm just saying if you identify through something that will inevitably change, you're setting yourself on a path to dissociation, my babes. Okay? So anyone who is young listening to this, this is my advice to you as a young person. Create as much as you can while you're young. Or make as many mistakes. I'm saying create because I'm an artist, so that's my, my, uh, to my younger self. But if you want to be creative, do it while you're young. Because being young is beautiful for so many other reasons than being physically be- beautiful. You have less shame, more emotion. Everything you do is still impressive, quote unquote, for your age. I used to, I used to be so hung up on aging, especially as someone who started my path at 23, because that's young, but it's not as young as my friends who started comedy at 17, 18, or 19, because they got to be six years in by the time I started, whereas six years in, I'll be 29. And I know that's dumb. I used to get so caught up in that because everything is less, quote unquote, impressive, for your age, the older you get. And at a certain point, you just have to be impressive point blank. Like one day you wake up and you're 35 and having a tight seven minutes isn't impressive anymore. Which is why you can't waste your 20s reveling in the sheer fact that you're still in your 20s. Your 20s are a defining decade. I've been hung up on not wasting it. I read a book called The Defining Decade, which the thesis statement is essentially just that, that that's a defining decade. Make Do those things so that you don't wake up and have to start in your 30s. Make those. Anyways, that was kind of the gist of the book. And I read a chapter and I was like, okay, I get it. I don't think I need to read a full novel. You know what I mean? Make stuff when you're young. When you're young, everyone's impressed with everything you do. The bar is low. It's socially acceptable for you to suck at first. You know how embarrassing it is that I'm launching a podcast in my late 20s? You know, like if I started this when I was 19, everyone would be like, that's so cool my parents are like what are you up to I'm like nothing (laughs) I started a podcast it's embarrassing also you're emotional and feeling when you're young like you have that beautiful emotion you know there's not many artists who are both young enough to feel so deeply as well as have like the creative groundwork and um seasoning of your craft to express that feeling this is why I love like Billie Eilish, Olivia Rodrigo, Phoebe Bridgers, Lena Dunham, so many others. Lord, young artists who are able, who are feeling and f- express that 
feeling of what it feels like to be that age, that depth of emotion you only really feel when you're in your late 20s and early teens. Sorry, late teens and early 20s is so rare and beautiful when everything is so new. And when you make art that young, you can make us grown-up people remember what it feels like to be that age. And also, by the way, those girls rock because they grow up to tell on the guys like Leo who took advantage of them when they were young, which is important too. So express those emotions early on when you feel them because you'll also get used to creativity as an emotional outlet and a healthy coping mechanism rather than like acquiring a drug or alcohol dependency early on. Also, you get jaded as you get older and as you experience emotions more, you kind of become numb to them unless you're like a Pisces or something. It's so sad how much I care about astrology in the past few months now that I'm just searching for meaning. And I, oh, whatever, I like, I already believe in way stupider things. Like I believe in God, so I feel like I might as well believe in astrology. You know what I mean? My my God phase was last year. Last year I took to God and this year I took to astrology. This is a graceful way to segue into your 30s, I think. I really didn't understand the point of God or religion when I was a kid. I thought you were like, my mom just said like talk to God, like, like pray for things and pray for things. I thought it meant like ask for things. So I just kind of treated God like Santa. You know, like I would just ask for stuff. Like I would be sitting on my pew being like, um really want that Barbie dream house I would love to get better grades and I just didn't consider gratitude or accountability or um anything like that that's a good argument for not enforcing religion onto kids by the way okay so following my feminist statement about age gap love I'm gonna balance it out and swing to the other side of the spectrum with this moderately sexist take okay so we all watched that girl on the gym accusing men of staring at her which is such like a perversion you know like in all of let me explain what i mean by that in all of history men have sexually harassed women and finally finally people care that it happens so now we're kind of taking advantage of the fact that people care and when i say we i just mean in this case and use it as like a complicated sinister way of bragging that we can get attention from men Like when you're outing men for being creepy on your personal social media, you're kind of advertising that you're sexually viable. Because what is sexual harassment at the end of the day other than an aggressive compliment, an endorsement of the fact that you're hot? I know it's so dark and layered and a bummer because it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf, you know, when you overuse and abuse and weaponize a legitimate woman's issue for your own personal gain. You invalidate the entire sentiment. Actually, that was not, (laughs) that wasn't even sexist at all. I think that was super feminist. Do you love it? Here, I'll make it sexist to make up for that. I'm going to make a spinoff video where I accuse women at the gym of staring at me because they're jealous. (laughs) Should I do that? Oh, and just to comment on my last podcast episode, if you did happen to listen, I think it's so shitty slash funny when I complain about the state of the world and then I do exactly the thing that is the problem. <laughs> like we need more nurses and people to solve the cultural, environmental, societal problems. And here I am contributing to the problem whilst talking about the problem. Like what are my TikToks doing to help sustain the supply chain, you know?
but in my defense, I've been doing this longer than most of you. Not that long, but I literally couldn't be a nurse. Like, I feel like if you can be a nurse, you should go be a nurse. We need nurses. And I can't do math. I don't know if you need math to be a nurse, but like math made me cry. I'm like, a, I like, I like listen to Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to help the problems. <laughs> I kind of want to take an IQ test. I think it would be funny to find out just how stupid I am. But I think you have to pay for those. And I have better things to spend my money on than being insulted. Do I have fry voice? Is that hot if I have fry voice? I have some wine. I'm drinking boxed wine. Not like the 40 liter or whatever it is. Four liter? I think it's four liter things. I used to buy that in university and then just leave it on the countertop and just fill her up nonstop. I mean, I also didn't know that wine went bad in that, at that time in my life. Now I would only really buy that for a party. I'm going to have a party actually now that I live alone for a small period of time. Um, oh, I think this is interesting. So the new generation on TikTok loves Jennifer Lawrence. Finally, finally, she's back in good graces of the internet because she's like, obviously people love her. She's the funniest, most charming woman in Hollywood. Jennifer Lawrence came on the scene or not didn't come on the scene, but she was really, really popular in like 2013 or 2014. And then because she was popular and she became like mainstream to be like like her and think she was cool then of course the natural cycle it became popular to instead hate her and then when that became a popular take that she's annoying and she likes pizza or whatever and everyone was jealous obviously then it became a boring take and now she's popular again because it's a new take it's so obvious and cyclical and it has less to do with the person and actually probably nothing to do with the person and more to do with how everyone's perceiving them and how they perceive people perceiving them for liking something that is not cool anymore or is too popular. Like we hate things simply because other people like them. It makes us seem like we're interesting and have alternative taste. Like one thing I found interesting in the past few years is that you almost have to go viral in a bad way first before you can become popular. Like, look at Julia Fox and HRH Collection and so many other people that I can't think of right now, but those two girls, at least, they went viral and were the laughing stock of the internet for weeks, maybe months, and now they're, like, two of the most beloved internet personalities. And it makes sense because if you're going to be really liked by some, you're going to also have to be really hated by a lot of people. That's just how it works. So with that said, if you ever go viral for being annoying, rest assured, comeuppance is around the corner okay if you have a strong enough personality to make people react in such a strong way you have good things coming i think it must be that people are threatened on some level because they say it's the ones who are against you the most that believe in your power the most um okay this was a really short one but that's all i have to say this week so i'm not going to waste your time just rambling thank you so much for listening um i love you